Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Green. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. Joining me, as always, he is not the greatest podcaster in the world. He is just a tribute, Charlie Butter. See, at least that's sort of timely. I mean, we're within the last 20 years, right? Roughly? <laughs> the 30 years? Last 30 years? Somebody on my Facebook feed posted a drawing of that bit, and that just has been in my head for like three days now. Go. Don't lie. Tell them what really happened. You thought of a great bit today while you were at work, and your old ass <laughs> forgot it because you got... Too many concussions. Too many concussions. You've driven me home from a few shows after getting some of those concussions. No. Yes. Okay, so before we get into our uh, talk about IWTV, and we got a lot to talk about here today, uh, I do want to talk corporate wrestling for just a second. Uh-oh. Well, it, I, I, I'm going to take something positive. Uh-oh. I'm going to bring the up because both of these records have footage on IWTV, so it's still kind of relevant. Did you catch the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match on Dynamite this week? I have not watched it yet, but it's in my plans to watch it. Dude, fucking, yeah, you need to fucking watch it if you can, dude. That is fantastic. See, everybody was telling me I had to watch the four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League, so I've been trying to get through that today instead of watching uh, Dynamite, so... I mean, you can you can get most of dynamite with you. It comes to the last twenty minutes, but watch the last twenty minutes. It's good shit. Well, I need to see Pentagon with the with the hat on and stuff like that because you know Pentagon's my dude. So and that 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 one that one's pretty good. I got some people a little bit upset about the pinnacle segment, but that's another matter for another time. Why? Because they're not the four horsemen. Uh, no, because the table I was managing in Akron was called the pinnacle, and now they're like, "Fuck, we can't use it." I'm not going to touch that with the ten foot pole. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I tried not to get into that, you, and you prepped it. No. Uh, you know, sometimes I got to do that, and I don't learn my fucking lessons. That's so. <laughs> okay. It could be worse. It could be named Absolution. I mean, they they could they could try to do an all women group called the uh, Commission Sorority, and we you know how well that worked out for Page and Company back in the day. Right. Well, you know, that's that's why they went to Absolution, and you know. Just already a thing. Gotta love it. Wrestling. Oh my. So I think, the, I think I think what we're trying to say is one, trademark your shit, and two, if you're if make sure you do your research, make sure it has not been used somewhere else before. I think that's where we're trying where we're really trying to say there. I mean, outside of like what fifty people, they've never heard of the Pinnacle before. So yeah, not to shit on on you guys, but yeah, I I, I get I get where you're like. I called and I kind of like went, okay, back to the drawing board. But So since Lee Moriarty won the IWTV title, uh, people have been lining up left and right for title shots against him. Well, I, and one, a lot of people want the independent wrestling championship to begin with. And two, you can win the independent wrestling championship by beating the best wrestler in North America. Well, I mean, the reason why they really want it is because at one point in time, I actually held it in my hands. So... That made it very prestigious. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> you remind me of Cartman in the Cow Park movie right now. I touched the independent wrestling championship. Who wants to touch me? Right. I got who wants to fucking touch me. Now, Kitty. <laughs> I'm Kitty being a dildo. Oh, God. All right, so 
uh, Butch versus Gore and IWTV are teaming up to present the Cassandra Cup. And obviously, we're going to tell you when that airs, which is in our next segment. But uh, they gave us the lineup of the first round matches, uh, some very interesting names. I'm very excited for some of the people that are listed in this. Uh, Still Life, which, as we now know, is Edith Surreal, uh, Erica Lee, Molly McCoy, Killian McMurphy, Ashton Starr, Jared Evans, AC Mack. I'm very excited to see who uh, can pull out of that tournament and get a shot at Family Reunion on Thursday. I don't know if it's the noon show or the 3 o'clock show, but they get a shot against Lee Moriarty for that title. Uh, also, on one of those shows... Uh, I saw it was Adam Priest is going to be in a match. It's Wheeler Yuta and Adam Priest going one-on-one on one of the family reunion shows for contendership to that title. So whoever wins between Lee Moriarty and the winner of the Cassandro Cup already going to have a number one contender lined up coming right at him after that. So Yeah, I, I'm I'm not making any predictions necessarily here. I think it's more of a wish, but... It- Lee Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta for the independent championship. They've got a history together anyway. Right. That could, I, be, a, that could be a potential match of the year candidate right there. I would really like to see Adam Priest against Lee Moriarty too. So I'd like to see either one of those guys have that match. So, yeah. yeah. And that could mean Lee Moriarty gets past Family Reunion. We don't know who he's going to fake. And I mean, that tournament's stacked. Right. I mean, still life. Uh, Edith Surreal could win it and be the new champ. I mean, it, it could definitely happen. Absolutely. Also, have fun, be sad. Yeah. Big news. It was it was broke by a wrestling journalist this week that Violence is Forever would take on Finjuice on the co-produced Action Southern Underground Pro. Have fun, be sad. And uh, who sponsored that match, Jared? Uh, that's going to be us, actually. IWTV guy, the official sponsor of that match. Yes, yes, we are. So... You're welcome, everybody. We made that happen. No, we didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did not go through the contract negotiation to get that match signed. And I know there was another team they were trying to get in against Violence Forever that would have been as good a match, if not better. But I, you're looking at the Impact Tag Team Champion taking on, in my opinion, the best tag team on the independent team right now. So two time winners of yeah. Tag Team of the Year. So yeah, I can't wait for that match. That's that's. Dude, our Twitter blew up when that happened, and uh, it has not quieted down since. Also, it's going to be way too much ruckling that weekend. I'm not going to be able to keep up with all of it. Yeah, we were uh, we were approached to do three podcasts, one each evening, to recap everything that happened. And I just told them there's no feasible way. Uh, there's just absolutely no way I could do that and watch all that wrestling every day and condense it on top of working. There's just absolutely no way I could do it. So, and the kind of thing, it could look a great idea. Like we both want to do it. There's just no way. Right. I mean, I'd have a hard time watching most of the evening stuff because it's, it's all IWC, all death match and like fight pit stuff. And I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, most of the daytime stuff I'd be interested in watching because it's the family reunion and the, uh, actions other than underground pro show, that kind of stuff. But, it is what it is. We all have our different tastes. Uh, they did give me somebody that they offered me somebody that did enjoy those shows and would have been like helping do that. But it was just easier to pass on. The, I'll pass on it this year. Maybe next year uh, for in a better situation. So 
And I do want to uh, let you uh, all know now that if you listen to this uh, on Fridays, uh, we've released interviews the last two Fridays. Uh, that looks like that's going to continue to happen for the next two weeks, uh, possibly even longer. And those will be exclusive to the IWTV guide feed. It will not be available through the pro wrestling ponderings feed. So if you want exclusive interviews with the likes of Alex Kane and Everett Connors and some other great names, you will have to find the IWTV guide stream and follow that. Uh, now that doesn't mean that there won't still be interviews on the main feed, uh, that, that will still absolutely happen. Um, but if you want the bonus episodes, you're going to need to find us on your favorite uh, podcasting app and uh, bookmark us for that. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, as long as things go according to plan, we'll probably have an interview on the main feed next week on this show. I didn't want to say anything until it was confirmed. That's all. <laughs> okay. I'm throwing it out there for our correct and pondering <laughs> listeners that if the format's a little different next week, they know why. I mean, we'll be there for part of it, and then, you know, there won't be a review. It'll just be, all right, uh, hey, let's see what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? Tuesday, March 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling presents Action Clash Episode 28. Wednesday, March 24th at, shit, why did it go backwards? Did it go backwards? No, it didn't. No, March 23rd, New South Action Clash, March 24th. <laughs> Hold on, okay. I'm getting there. Dude, I, I just had like a stroke. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Wednesday, March 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 5. Followed by 10 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro, UWFI, Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm going to cut you off right there for a second. Main event on that show, Matthew Justin, Dominic Garini. Going to be fucking fire. Watch that show. Yes. 100% watch that show. Thursday, March 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Beyond Wrestling Signature Series Episode 5. And at 9 p.m., the return of Southern Underground Pro with Are These Our Lives? Hell yeah. Sunday, March 28th at 4 p.m. Eastern, H2O and Sean Henderson present Family, a benefit to Tara Calloway. So definitely check that out. Support Tara Calloway any way you can right now while she's healing from knee surgery. And also Sunday, March 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, like we discussed earlier, Butch versus Gore and IWTV present the Cassandro Cup. And that's what's on IWTV this week. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. and we come back, we will jump right into our review. What's up, everybody? This is Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. And on Wrestling Cheers, we'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene, mainly absolute intense wrestling out of Cleveland, Ohio. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. These interviews can range from wrestlers to podcasters and even interviews with fellow fans, finding out how we became fans and what we like about AIW. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wrestling Cheers. And you can also find us wherever you download your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Pandora. And we're at Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And once again, that's Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And thank you for stopping by. 
Ah, yes, wrestling cheers. I feel I feel like every time we have Justin on the show, we should have to open the show with Justin. <laughs> like ignore him on cheer. But anyway, why don't we go ahead and get into our review for the quick? Yeah, let's do it. The weekly review. Hey, would you look okay. at that? We're doing beyond again. <laughs> yeah, well, we. We had we had time constraints this week that really kind of prevented us from trying to find anything else to watch. We enjoyed last week's show, so we figured why not why not keep you know keep it going here for this week. Damn, you just buried them. I was gonna say that we liked it so much last week that we decided to do round two, but if you want to say well, it's time constraints and that they were just something we like to watch. Oof. I'm not burying anybody. I'm burying I'm burying us for for not thinking further ahead. I I have everything planned out. So this was just seemed like a good idea, and now you're trying to say it's constraints, but it was just a good idea. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good it was a good idea that we were doing, but due to time constraints, we didn't have time to find anything else. How's that? I mean, I mean, I could have just put an interview on this week, and then you know, you know. <laughs> I am I am now the master of interviews. So you're the most modest man in wrestling. You know that. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, let's talk about Beyond Wrestling, weeks three and four of the Signature Series. Okay, so we're going to start with episode three, which aired about, what, on March 11th, I believe it was. And we're going to start off with Atticus Coger against Jody Threat, part of the intergender series they've been doing. The intergender showcase. Yes, this is like the last one that we're going to talk about, so... Yeah, kind of like right away, like they're both going for German scoop plucking for like the first 30 seconds. They're blocking with the top rope. Uh, Threat ends up taking a nasty fall and hit two turnbuckles on the way down. And Atticus ends up taking control from there. Uh, great comeback here by Jody by uh, Jody Threat. She finally hit the German scoop plucking the near fall out of it. Uh, Koger starts coming back, hit a draping DDT for two. He gets so frustrated, he actually goes out and grabs skewer. Referee Chris Levin grabs the skewer from him while Koger arguing with, with him. That allows Threat to kind of hit him with a spear. She hit a powerbomb for two and then hit a torture rack into a powerbomb for the pin in about eight minutes. Pretty good stuff to start with, to start off here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like she only hit a handful of moves and somehow that was enough to beat him. It, it felt kind of lopsided. I don't know. It was, okay, it was an okay match, but it just it felt kind of lopsided. You want to talk about about a match that felt kind of lopsided? Our, our next match up here, the quarterfinals of the tournament for tomorrow: Faith and Nothing taking on Milk Chocolate. Faith and Nothing, of course, Ricky Champagne, Faith and Nothing, Milk Chocolate, the team of Brendan Watt and Randy Summer. And this match is a glorified squash for the most part here. Faith and Nothing just making it look easy the entire way out here. Milk Chocolate does get a little bit of an advantage, maybe two minutes before Ricky Champagne makes the quote unquote hot tag, and they're pretty much dominant. On the finish comes when Watt throws chocolate powder into the into the victim nothing eyes. That allows Summer to get a roll up for a surprise pin in about eight minutes. Uh, this one played up like a huge upset. I have to agree with that. Like a huge upset. Like at Faith and Nothing really at eight minute match. Faith and Nothing probably dominated six minutes of the match. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting because this isn't the first time Milk Chocolate's been in the tournament for tomorrow, which we learned on the next segment. Um, but yeah, th- they definitely, uh, found a way to advance over the more experienced team, uh, which just re- started reteaming again recently. So if I can quote several different heel, but most uh, famously Jackie Ventura, when, if you can look at him up, but always cheat. Yes. And that's pretty much what happened there. Yeah. So after that, we did get a video or a visual essay 
of sorts um, from Joseph Monticello. Uh, I'm probably butchered his last name, uh, but you can check out all that on youtube.com slash Joseph Monticello YT. Uh, he did an amazing job, like explaining the entire history of the tournament for tomorrow. And I highly recommend uh, going and checking out some of his other work. Uh, he, it was very good. Now let's get to the round robin. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the round robin challenge, the uh, greatest rival round robin tournament. You've got Tony Deppin and Matt Mikowski one-on-one here. And that could probably be my favorite match of the entire series so far. There's a lot of great stuff here. Yeah. I, I, I popped a real big a couple times during this match. Yeah, you were actually texting me earlier. I could tell it was this match based on what based on what your te- on what your text were. I felt bad I couldn't respond to him, but <laughs> he hit Matt Mikowski hit a fucking Xplex out of a guillotine that, that Tony Deppin had on him. He literally powered him out into an Xplex. And then not minutes later, not even seconds later, he hit him with a crucifix bomb into a fucking knee bar and tapped him. Like, holy shit. And, and let's put this into perspective here for you. The front guillotine was cut up when Deppin hit a brain buster. He hit a brain buster, he rolled into the front guillotine, and then he got taken down with the x clock. So it was just a great sequence of moves. Uh, I, I, do like, I do like the fact that uh, Deppin's knee buckled at one point uh, when, when, he, when he was on offense, and that became a kind of target, and that played into the finish. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked last, last week about... You worked with body part. You worked with body part. You worked with body part. Why? What kind of? Why didn't factor in at the end? Well, here, here you go. Exactly. See, that's when things make sense when you tell that story. That's what I wanted, and that's what I got, and that's why I tweeted out today that Matt Mikowski is my pick to win the round robin. I think him versus Dickinson is going to be really fucking good, and I think that he's going to beat Dickinson. I think he's going to go three zero. Yeah, if one does put Mikowski at two and zero, oh, and that make, does make Tony Depp an zero oh and two. Which means Deppin cannot win the round robin now, officially. All right, let's go ahead and move on to episode four, which aired this past third. And we open up the format a little bit different here, but we don't have the intergender showcase opening up the show. No, we just got a we normal get, match. Yeah, we've got Richard Holiday taking on Megabyte Ronnie. I thought it was rarefied and, air he was breathing. Turns out it was just uh, smoke from the grill with the hot dogs. Yeah. So, have you ever been watching pro wrestling and somebody who's not a wrestling fan walk into the room like halfway into something and just kind of look at you like you're nuts for watching it? No, but that happens to you all the time, and people don't ever believe that it happens to you. So, yeah, and it happened to me here. Be sure enough, I'm watching the show, and right when Megabyte Ronnie first digs into the fanny pack for the hot dog, that's when my fiance walks in the room. I swear to God, I swear to God, the universe times this on purpose just to fuck with me. Should have told her you were training for what you were going to do to her that night in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comeback for that. Anyway, okay, so they play off commentary play out that Megabyte Ronnie got a strength advantage over Holiday. They do contest the strength early. They're pretty evenly matched at that point. A few minutes in, we get into the uh, setup for whatever Ronnie called. Can people go about take off the hot dog? Mm-hmm. Holiday got it scouted. He said he'd never eaten a hot dog before, act eat the hot dog. And then break it in half, and that leads to Holiday taking control. We have Megabyte Ronnie is devastated about how about how his hot dog got ruined. It's hot dog abuse, man. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you break your wiener. There were a lot of puns like that during the commentary too. Which not all, not all of them were funny, and like much like that one there. Holiday got offense for a while. Ronnie starts making a comeback. He goes and cut up the oboe again. 
He mixes the elbow entirely. Uh, Holiday gets the uh, gets the roll up. You can throw for leverage. Get caught. So he doesn't get the pinfall off of it. Uh, but he does end up hitting his finishing move, the 2008, which is a court couplet for the pin in 1233. Which he stole from me. I think he stole from Rob Conway, actually. But little known fact that was going to be my finish. Was it? I, I don't. I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I'm back to being curious. Uh, it was one of the one of the two that I had. It, it might have been a signature. This match, it had the comedy spot. At this point, make a bite Ronnie match is what I expect. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I like both guys. We- I say it's good stuff. It's a match. Like I don't, I don't know. There was, you know, there was some fun, some shenanigans, you know. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm in the minority, at least as far as the audience goes. I, I'm not really into make a bite Ronnie shtick, but I know I'm in the minority, at least with the, our audience here. So, I'm like, I'm not going to hate on it. Okay, from there, we do go to our final quarterfinal round match in the tournament for the Mono Tournament. Mike Verna and Rex Lawless taking on the Bird and the Bee, Hello Darling and Willow Nightingale. And I'll tell you, the thing I like most about this particular tag team match is this did not follow the traditional formula. This was not Faith and Peril gets beat up for four or five minutes, make the hot tag, here's the comeback, here's the finish. And they teased like they were going to do that early on. They had Nightingale isolated for, for about a minute or two early on. Once Darling made the tag, it's fast pink, it's in and out, their tag being made on both sides. It was a refreshing change from what you normally keep a tag team matching. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Finish come, Verna going to try to front slam Darling and powerbomb Willow at the same time. Uh, Willow punching him in the head, knocking him down to prevent that from happening. And Darling turns that right into the sharp stinger for the commission in eight minutes and eight seconds. Again, good, again, good stuff. Doesn't follow the traditional tag team formula. The tag team formula could formula because it works. But every once in a while, it's, it, it pays to deviate from it. Yes, and the bird and the bee move on and, and hopes to become the first ever two-time winner of the tournament for tomorrow. And if I heard the lineup right, I believe they said they're again 40 acres in the semifinals next week. That is correct. That's a tall order. Literally, PB Food's like six foot nine or something. <laughs> yes, you got my pun. Thank you. Yeah. Now, if we, if we go from there to the video essay, History of Greatest Rival Round Robin Tournament, again, you can check out the, the uh, what's the fucking last name again? Joseph. <laughs> Monticello. 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 Thank you. You can check out, check out his YouTube page for that video if you want to see that or watch this show on IWTV and see it with the rest of the show. Yeah, we highly recommend you check these out. So don't don't take our word for it. Just go watch these. These are awesome. You're going to really enjoy these. This is a good starting point. If you've never seen Beyond before, they're giving you video essays on the history of these tournaments so that you know uh, how much they mean to Beyond Wrestling. I mean, that's that's a great thing uh, that they're doing. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I really like that. So please give them a chance. I think that you will be uh, very happy with, with the choice. Beyond is, like I said, the premier company for IWTV. Like, a lot of IWTV champions have... Uh, appeared on beyond shows and uh titles have changed hands on beyond shows so it's where it's at okay. our main event is we really you that chris dickinson in the greatest rival round robin tournament and again different from what we've seen in tournament so far most of the term matches started off with matt reckling this one starts off with really Yuna just laying out Dick, dickinson and into the corner diving all out on the floor and then Dickinson Kuplex is going to come back in the ring and take control. There is some Matt Ruckling in. Dickinson got a lot of fast paced action, a lot of diff strike, a lot of Kuplex. Uh, Yuta does work on Dickinson's arm, 
Dick and Ken lock in the STF after cut out Powerbomb. And this time, unlike in the first match, he doesn't get the win with it. Yuta actually pulled on that weak arm to break to break the hold enough to get to the rope. Great touch with that. Yeah. Uh, Dick and Ken does get the win with the Brain Buster in, a ten, in about 10 minutes. To go to 2-0, and Willie Yuta going to 0-2. And so what that gets up in Willie Yuta and Tony Deppin next week with the Luger of that match to be the last play competitor in the tournament. And then for week six, the, the Keegan finale, Chris Dickinson and Matt Mikowski both are 2-0 and with the winner to win the tournament. Yes, exactly. So that's going to be some interesting matchups in the next two weeks. Okay, that, that Deppin Yuta match is going to be fantastic. Dickinson and Mikowski can be fantastic, too. Like they, they're going to be two matches should be really good. And, and I'll say that, that I don't know if these were all taped in one night or if they taped these over two separate nights, but that that's a lot of grueling wrestling over a 24 to 48 hour period. Yeah, I mean, not only that, though, but we also have the tournament tournament for tomorrow matches coming up. I mean, oh, man, there's so much good stuff coming. Both semifinal matches taking place next week. So <laughs> weeks three and four, we staying with the thumbs up. We are. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the theory. I don't know if we're going to review Epic Code 5 and Epic Code Kick on this show, but I'm definitely going to check them out. I'm invested. I want to have the tournament play out. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't think we are either. I do have some other plans. Uh, we are getting close to the showcase of the independence. So we will be um, trying to focus on that uh, for the most of April. Um, we do have some, some interviews lined up. So, uh, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, you're going to get a mixed bag. Probably not going to get back to beyond for a little while. I want to, you know, head to Texas for a little bit, see what they got going on, head out to California, see what they got going on. Um, thanks to all our new listeners. Uh, I'm seeing the United States light up across the board uh, with all the new listens and everything like that. So thank you for listening. If this is your first time, this is what a show basically is. And then we have our interview episodes. So hopefully you enjoy both and stick around. If not, thank you anyway for listening at least once. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, I'm about to say we could not do the show without the listener, but realistically we probably would anyway, because we have fun doing it, but it make it more rewarding for us. If you are enjoying the show and if you are listening. Yes, I do enjoy the feedback. So, so hit us up on Twitter at IWTV guide uh, or Instagram or, you know, However you can, let us know. Give us five stars on on uh, iTunes, wherever you can rate us, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That that all helps a bunch and uh, helps us grow. So, Do not send a smoke signal if we don't need any more fire gun in California. Yes, don't do that. No gender reveals, none of that kind of stuff. We keep going. We keep going. This direction can turn into a bad snicker commercial. But. So... Explain to me why Ric Flair didn't win the NWA tournament in your uh, your Fire Pro tournament, sir. Because he lost to Luthez, and Luthez won the longest ring champion of all time. Well, I think Luthez is shenanigans because his name wasn't even Luthez. He literally had his own uh, kanji for that, which makes yeah, no sense yeah, to me. Wh- whoever, whoever put him in the system used the, the Japanese lettering instead of the English lettering. So how do you know that was even him? Because when I did a search for Luthez to download him, that was the first entry that came up, and all the other entries that had Luthez's name looked identical to it. I don't know, man. I think there were some shenanigans going on. I think he was overpowered. Okay. Well, at any rate, Luthez, the winner of the NWA bracket in my Ultimate World Title Tournament for Fire Pro Wrestling World. I'm hoping to get the AWA tournament started later this week. I still got to get the bracketing situated for that. 
Where can they watch that at? Uh, they can watch that twitch.tv forward slash ref Jayhawk. You can also follow me on Twitter at ref Jayhawk, Instagram and Facebook at Jayhawk1539. And hopefully, as things start opening back up, you'll be able to see me referee or manage in an arena or high school gym near you. I'll give you those date and locations once they start coming in. As always, check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its Evolution Baby. And check out our other friends, PWPonderings.com. Use promo code PWP for five days free. Big Starks brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern Underground Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone. One day is all I really want. Your morning breath mixed with the sun.